talk very long i'm gonna let y'all get into it but this is the end of the conversation with jess where we left off last time all the way to the end please stay tuned all the way to the end because there's some tea back there that y'all are gonna need to hear so without further ado here it is catch you on the other side like how you like the food situation in a home where it's like you mean you kids get to pick what they want to eat i what i cook is what i cook and you'll eat it or you'll fucking starve well, yeah. that's just it. They will starve because they Yeah, will but you know what? Going back like, to that, I, I have food issues from growing up like that. Same. Like, that is the reason why I overeat and I same. am overweight. Same. Because I feel like I need to finish my whole food. Yes. Where, so I compare it to a plate of nachos. So I talk to my... So whenever my friends and I talk about this or I meet someone new and we talk about this, when you eat nachos, where do you start on the plate? Do you eat the chips around the edge, the boring ass plain chips, or do you dig right in the middle? Um, I don't know. Now that I think because, about it, because usually I go for the eat, shit that's on the chip, like so, like I, I want eat, a chip with all everything on it. I start from the outside because I feel like I need to earn my way to the middle because I have to okay. eat the whole plate of food. So okay. I eat, I eat the boring ass plain chips that are on the plate because I feel like I was. I I've been programmed that I have to finish all of my food. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm getting a vision. So like I've done this before Yeah. where it's like, you know, you have to finish it. So let's get yes. this shit out of the way that you don't necessarily like first. Yes. That way, but I will be so- at the end, but you'll be so stuffed. Uncomfortable. You, know you have to finish it. Yes. yes that I won't yes. even enjoy the good part of the nope. meal because right. I am overly stuffed because in my mind, I have been programmed that I have to finish my milk or my drink and I need to finish my food. Yes. And so it it took me a long time to like rationalize, like, why am I overweight? Like, like I have a, I'm a bigger person to begin with. Like yeah. I have always been in fifth grade. Well, I wore a tall. size 10. I'm five ten. I wore a size 10 shoe and I was in like a size 10 women's clothing in the fifth grade. Yeah. Like skinny for me is like a 12, 14. Like a comfortable weight for me is like a size 16. And when I tell people that I weigh 240 pounds, they look at me like I have three fucking heads. Yeah. But I am a big woman. Like I am just a bigger built person. And so it did. It took a long time for me to realize that like I don't need to finish my plate. I can throw away food. Like I can't like. Like I, you know what I mean? I can still, I can eat healthy things. I eat fairly healthy and fairly clean and I am still a bigger person. Like this is just, and it it almost took my husband telling me like, babe, maybe this is just the size that you are made to be. Yeah. Like maybe genetically, like this is just, you're, you're not made to be 140 pounds. Like why are you punishing yourself and not eating just the good parts that you want to eat? Like, you know, it's, it's all of this, like, yeah, it's all of these layers. And it is, it's like, we need to realize that like the things that we were taught are not necessarily the things that we need to teach. Right. Like they're not, I said this in an episode, like I have an episode about this. It's called like early, early episode. Like when your rules no longer serve you. Right. Like it, 
they served a purpose in our childhood for our parents, right? There's probably lots of reasons why those rules were set in place. Okay. And they didn't work for us, but they worked for our parents and we Mm -hmm. had to deal with that. Right. But life was totally different in the 60s yes. and 70s. Yes, it was. And then they were parenting in a, in a slightly different era. But I feel like from the 90s to now, we have jumped like two millennia, it feels like. Oh, like, yeah. So much different. And I was, yeah. I just don't feel like, like it's people don't think it's okay to separate yourself from your own childhood you think like well if I don't do it how my mom did it then that means my mom did it wrong and it's like that's not necessarily true right And even if it is true like you're allowed to make your own rules for your own family that work for you and like it's okay if it doesn't make sense to somebody else. It's okay if it's yes. not your mom would have done it or your grandparents yes. would have done it or whatever. I feel like, like what could do people, work for you. I feel like people get hung up in not wanting to disappoint or yes. say that their parents did it wrong yeah. or acknowledge that it could have been done and should have been done differently or that their parents should have made a different choice, especially yeah. publicly, because I feel like they're worried about offending. Yes. But obviously, I, I mean, I'm a parent and like, I know that I have fucked up and like okay. my mom knows that she has fucked up and like my mom made different parenting choices parenting me than she did my sister who was nine years younger than me because when you know better you do better right like it evolves with time and I it's crazy to me when you were just talking about how we've jumped to millennia to think that we are literally like a human and a half's life separated from the wild west yeah like and just think about how far and how different things are and how we're still trying to do things like we did <laughs> you know i know i know they say it's like the age of aquarius now we've just yeah. entered it and how everything is going to make like these radical changes and shifts but honestly when you think about it comparatively to like our great grandparents we have oh yeah you think in the 1950s when they had one tv set in the entire house with one channel on it that they would ever think that people would have tvs in their hands yeah or like every room of their house oh my god we have seven tvs in our house Mm -hmm. literally we have one in every room (laughs) so they're not tiny they're big tvs right (laughs) right or the fact that like you can just you people don't or like people back then would just show up at your house right yeah. like you show up if you wanted to hang out you yeah. just show up like hey hi. people <laughs> would have food like i remember my grandmother would have specific food for company specific things for company yeah like, hey like the little entman's little like coffee cake things like you weren't allowed to fucking touch that unless someone was coming over right yes. and then yes. she busted yes. out because you had to have something for when people came over right but no one comes over anymore oh my god girl if someone knock on my door now i'm like who the i would not fuck? answer it is here oh, hide. hide yes i would hide i'd be like what the <laughs> hell you don't just pop up at my home you got to text no. you got to call like we send a yes. carry pigeon something like don't oh my god but i <laughs> i feel that way when people call me on the phone though i'm like yeah, i'm not real. answering this phone call I'm going to text you and be like, what do you need? Right. Like, <laughs> do I have, doing? I have to mentally prepare myself for like, what might be at the other end of this call. So like, who are you? What do you want? Like, what are we going to discuss? Like, I need to but know. But then we go, then I go back and I start thinking like, why does stupid shit like this give me anxiety when my ancestors were worried about a bear fucking, for real? Like, like a bear ramaging through their front door was their concern. Right. And I'm sitting here and I'm fucking nervous about a phone call. Right. Exactly. Like, why? Like, like, have we, 
this sounds so mean, but like, are we that weak? Yeah. Like, not that we're weak, but like, have we, you know what I mean? Like yeah. things have changed so drastically that it makes me feel inferior, I guess, that yeah. my worries come from electronics and yes. social interaction when like my grandparents were worried about bombs being dropped on their house. For real. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? It just puts it into perspective. Like maybe I need to quit giving so much of a shit about these things. Like maybe I just show up with on the FaceTime call with pimples on my face and my yes. hair in a greasy bun versus like worrying about, you know, like even this, even this talk that we're having today, like I, I'm not going to lie. Like the thoughts cross my mind. Like, what if I put my foot in my mouth? What if I blah, blah, blah. But like, what if I did? What's the worst that's going to happen? Why well, is this? First of all, there's editing, <laughs> right? There's a reason why we have post production, <laughs> right? Like we can fix it. It's fine. But also right. like, I'm more where I, the foot in your mouth thing, like is, I get oh, yeah. that in with these social things all the time because my, sometimes my brain's going faster than your mouth. Yeah, yes. and like it's something comes out, and I was like, "Where?" Like the intrusive thought. Yes, out, like, and you're the like, "Filter oh, died." Like the filter gave up. Like the, it broke, and then something comes out, and you're like, "Shit, yes. that didn't. Yeah, didn't make it through the proper vetting." Chronically, I before it came. Out. <laughs> I am chronically putting my foot in my mouth, and then yeah. saying, "That's not how I meant to say yes, it." Like, yes, like I just, I don't mean that we're weak because we have anxiety about these things. Like your anxiety is valid. Right. It's a valid thing. But, like, but it's comparatively. Like, yes. Comparatively. It's yeah. It's crazy to think that like yeah. our ancestors were worried about wild ass animals yes. eating them alive it's, and we're scared of an email. Like, it's like that <laughs> meme. It's like like we like where they say like you grew up on this, I grew up on that. We're not the same. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Kind of thing. Like, yes. They are they were legitimately worried about their their actual physical life being ended at any moment for any <laughs> yes. reason. Because you could like get a common cold and die, or and die, like, or a or, paper like, cut. God forbid your garden you. didn't take off. Like yes. that was your food. Like you, if you eat. Didn't, you didn't have enough to can for the winter. Like your yeah. Food. Like there's so many things that the world you were so beholden to your environment, yes. right? And so controlled yes. by your environment. And now it's the opposite. Now we control our environment. And we have instant gratification. Instant gratification. And we can go to the store and spend 500 bucks to buy a pallet of fucking corn if we want. Like, exactly. Like, like yeah. it's all, it's all so different. And then we have to figure out like, that goes back like biologically. We, our systems have to figure out how to live in this world like this when we were so used to being attuned evolutionary nature. To, the, to nature yeah yes, like, that's why i sleep with the window open as weird as that sounds the yeah. lights are off and my husband is opposite like i physically know after years of trial and error that i need that connection like i yeah. need that like a de-stimulation but like when I'm awake and I'm alone in my car, my ass has the volume up all the yep. way and I need the deep music. And when I'm trying to focus on the computer, I need music in my ears. Like I know that that's where I need stimulation to, to do these tasks. And when I'm outside in my garden, I enjoy the quiet. Yes. And when I'm sleeping in my room, I need the quiet. And yeah. like, that's me, I guess, connecting back to that. But like, there's a time and a place for that. I feel like I don't. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I get it. And everyone's needs with it are different. Like my husband can sit in front of a screen 12 hours a day and be totally fine. Like I myself actually need that. Like they absolutely cannot function without. And it's, it's, it's not that they're addicted to it. It's like, no, their brain chemistry that stimulation to be able to calm down and I feel like that's where like we have to be kind of careful like when we're judging parents for letting their kids have their tablets at dinner like when we go out to eat my kids take their tablets and if they didn't we wouldn't make it through the dinner not because they don't know how to behave without an electronic in their hand not because they're spoiled little brats but because there's so fucking much overstimulation going on around them that if right. they have a, a focal point to focus in on, yep. they can't handle it. For us, it was coloring pages and crayons on the table. <laughs> yeah. And see, like that lost its luster after a while. Yes. Like because well, that's because so overstimulated, you know, like. But that's because there's there's more shiny things now than there used to be when we were growing right. up. Right. Right. Like, like, like not that we were, if we would have had the shiny things, we would have been the same way. Yeah. Like, so like my favorite thing to do, there was this restaurant. I'll always remember this as a kid. It was like a, an Italian restaurant. And instead mm-hmm. of coloring books and crayons, they gave you a thing of pizza dough to play with. <gasps> nice. Like, yeah. If, if yeah. The, when the kids would come in, they'd have these little hunks of pizza dough and it yeah. was just raw pizza dough and they'd give it to yeah. the kids and you can play with it the whole time while you were waiting yeah. for your food. Right. And I thought that was the coolest fucking thing ever. Because first yes. of all, it's incredibly sensory like yes. it's, it's sensory satisfaction. Like yep. you're able to play with it and roll it around and make little things. And That's you're why so, I like making bread. <laughs> yes. And you're so involved in this little ball of dough yes. that you forget that you're in a restaurant and you have to and wait you and you're quiet. Yes. Yeah, and you're trying to be quiet. And you know, yes. like that kind of shit would be great. Like if if there were places like that 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 were set up for kids with yes. sensory problems and maybe we wouldn't have to bring the electronics in yep. if they were a little bit more sensory friendly. And I feel like when we talk yep. about like things moving towards that, moving towards a, a better direction, like that is things that I hope to see being more inclusive yeah. is yeah. like understanding that there are children and adults that need different okay. things from different environments. And if we, mm-hmm. if everyone just had a little bit of knowledge, even just a little bit of knowledge about that, it would change a lot of things for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. And it would have a ripple effect that I don't think anyone could even comprehend with even the smallest amount of consideration. Right. Yeah. Well, I feel like, I feel like that's starting to happen a little bit, especially in the like schools, especially for kids. Yes. I feel like for adults, it's not as common, no. but I feel like even in my kids' typical classrooms, like now there's alternative seating or yes. there's um, a Zen break that they do, or, you know, like I know my sister is a, well, she's been both a second and third grade teacher, but she has like a calming corner yeah. and like, you know what I mean? I feel like now educators are starting to implement that which I'm hoping will just continue to ripple up through, you know, adulthood. But like, even as a, even as a business owner and a boss, like I do those things for my employees. Like I know that one of my girls up front does really, not that she doesn't like people. She likes people, but like, she will need to decompress. If we're having a really busy day, like I will have to give her a task to do like in the back room and I will go up front because like, I know that, like, I consciously know that, but that's, that also goes back to me, like as an employer, getting to know my employees on that level, like your boss, knowing that you, you know what I mean? Like, 
yeah. not as crazy, but like you're a little wild and you need yeah. a little bit of like, like and she knows what I like. Out. Like, like you said, yeah. you know it's getting overstimulating. She'll, you'll send her to the back to do a task yep. that she can calm down by yep. still being productive and with doing, and you'll yep. take over the register. Like yep. my boss knows if you give me a project, yeah. I will get it done. I will have it done perfectly. And I will be right. 100% focused on that project. Yes. You'll probably have yes. to remind me to take my lunch because I'll be so enthralled. That's but how I am. She <laughs> loves to give me projects. And she knows yes. that like I have these visions and she lets me kind of give my input. And then she'll go, well, no, that doesn't work for this reason. And okay, fine. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? But she hears as funny as it is. My staff treat me like that. Yeah. Because I am like that. I hyperfixate and I've got grand ideas and I do all these big things and they will have to say, no, it doesn't work like that. Like the other day <laughs> I saw this thing on Reddit. It was a man who wanted to go to Subway, but had extreme anxiety. And he, it was like the, the most pure of heart, wholesome thing I have ever read because they literally walked this man through with pictures and everything oh. on how to walk in, how to pick your bread, how to pick your toppings like where the menu is like where to get your drink like how to check out it was so detailed and they were so kind to him they weren't like dude get a fucking life go to subway yeah. and order your sandwich they were like this is how you do it and so i called and i said i was at home with a sick kid and i said hey why don't you take pictures or videos like from the front door to where the baskets are to where the register is like walk around and they said it was a really great idea and she was like she was like jessica you're gonna give someone a massive panic attack because you move the shop around so often. You do move it a lot. Your video. <laughs> well, that's because I have ADHD and I, I like know, to arrange things. Know. Even but if she didn't said, know that about you, knowing, like, for seeing it from the very first time you ever had the shop there, to then yeah. moving it to the other location and moving it back in, yeah. and how many times you've moved it around. I'm like, I swear to God, I don't know if she knows this, but I'm pretty yeah. sure she has. ADHD or is neurodivergent in some way because this shop literally never looks the same. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. And you know why? And I tell everyone, my shop is my shop and it's an outward expression of me. And I feel yeah. like I'm constantly evolving or I'm constantly thinking of, you know, new ways to help people or new ways to organize it to make it more like functional for people. Or I end up making more of a certain type of product and have to move its section to a bigger part of the store and, you know, so on and so forth. So I always tell everyone, I try to keep everything grouped together, like facial products, bath products, all that. But sometimes their home in the shop is a different home. Yeah. And she, but she did though. And she said, that's not going to work. Like you're going to give someone a massive panic attack. But like, I feel like my staff will rein me in like your boss reigns you in because yeah. they're like that little dose of reality or that little dose of, well, maybe you should go try this instead. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I used to, I used to get offended by it. And I used to be like, I'm the boss. Right. Like, this is what I want to do. Well, because but... it's not fun when you get your balloon popped. It's just not. No, like, it's not. When you're, like, that's so exciting. excited and then, like, you think that you're like, oh, my God, this is so great. And then someone brings in a dose of reality. You're like, fuck you. I was on a high. Yes. Yes. That. That's exactly it. You're, just you're like, my you're like, mean. Like, I don't yes. like it. You're, my <laughs> yes. you're like, fuck off, dude. Yeah. Like, this was my good idea. And you just stomped on it. Yeah. But then, you know. <laughs> and you're like, shit, then, you're right, though. <laughs> Are you one of those, are you one of those people that will replay conversations in your head like uh -huh. three weeks later when you're like yes. in the shower doing yes. dishes and you think yes. like, okay, maybe they were right. Or like, uh -huh. oh my God, I should have said it like this. And 
I mean, realistically, you know, time has passed. Yes, she's right. I probably would have given someone with extreme, like agoraphobic anxiety, a panic attack when they walked in my store and realized the wall is not pink anymore. I decided to paint flowers on it or like, you know what I mean? I moved the food section from the back to the front or like whatever, but it does. I get it. You do. Sometimes you have to have that person that's like recognizes. And I think, I think we all, if we all make a conscious effort to do it, you know, it's like muscle memory. Like I feel like if you, the more often we do it and the more often we implement it, especially even as businesses, but also as people like there'll be a place for everyone. And I feel like even if it's not your place, there'll be a part of it that accommodates you even in a tiny bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even if it's like a nod to whatever, like, especially um, this kind of segues into me thinking about how I, I try really hard to make my business inclusive for everyone. And so like, you know, you know, you learn, you learn more, you know, better, you do better. And like, I no longer have like ladies night out. I have friends night out and I no longer say, you know, like, you know what I mean? I no longer gender my, my shop. Like I no longer say like for her or for him, it's like for them, it's for everyone. Like it's for all humans. It's for whatever. And I feel like there are some times that I mess up. Like I have a friend who's gender non-binary and you know, their, their pronouns are they and them. And I sometimes will accidentally say she, because that's what I met them as. But like, I feel like as we all do it more it becomes second nature and like our kids like when I told Evelyn that they were they them she didn't even bat an eye she was like whatever mom yeah okay like she's six and she just is like I feel like the more we all do it whether it's inclusivity through sensory stuff through you know saying the proper things like it just becomes easier for everyone and it just kills me that there are people who are like I'm not gonna do that yeah, it's I don't like, want to try. It's not hurting you to be open-minded or to be at the bare minimum respectful of someone else's choices. Like, yes, it doesn't well, hurt. It's not you. even choices, though. Like, yeah, like I didn't choose to have ADHD. No, like, no, I, I mean, like, <laughs> like if someone like. They didn't choose to be that gender. That's what they were born. Like, that's right, what their right. brain is but telling like, them. But I mean, even to, like, with the simple things of, like, choosing to feed our kids differently or choosing to, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that kind of stuff. And then the things, like, other things, like, the deeper things, like, you're talking about with, like, their gender and things like yeah. that. It's, like, you're, they're, who they love wasn't a choice for them. Yes. Who they feel in their own body wasn't a choice for them. The right. body that their their soul was born into wasn't a choice for them. Hey, guess what? Yeah. None of us asked to be born, right? Like none of us chose that. So, like, well, I mean, if you I want don't to- know, then we we could dive into theology. We could dive in. I was just gonna say, I don't know. Maybe we did choose it. Maybe we did. Who knows? But like, Maybe I was up in heaven. Like, give me the shitty life. Yeah, I deserve give me it. This <laughs> awful, god awful thing. I want to be abused, and I want to have shit parents, and I want to yeah. be misunderstood. And no, I don't believe that entirely. I don't either. Like, but I mean. I don't know. It's just, I feel like it can't, it, these people make such a big fucking deal about these, these new things that are coming up. Like the, but they're not new. They're just acknowledged. They're just acknowledged now. That's what I I was getting at. They're not, they were gay black men in the 1600s. They were lesbian fucking Italian women. Guess what? It was much more, it was much less of a taboo problem 
like for men to be with men and women to be with women and like things like that was just what fucking happened at one point. Like yeah. it wasn't a there wasn't a label for it. It wasn't right. like you just did. They I just, just think did of it. like the like, Roman bathhouses yes. and all the men like yes, like, together. Like, yes, <laughs> like now people look at you like people are weirded out if they have to change in front of somebody in the gym. And like people used to walk around with their dicks out like just yes, all the time. like but I'm naked. Like it just yes. wasn't a problem. Like just swinging in the air. Like here we are. You know, yes. like, that's why I joke. We're a naked household here. Like right. none of like, us are just, like ooh. Like it wasn't a big deal. Like no one was offended to see a woman's a chest. body. Yeah. A body like like oh my like I I don't know like about you but I have come so far like with my own personal style and like what I feel comfortable wearing the more that yeah. I've accepted my body over the years but like right now I'm in a sport I'm just in a sports bra and shorts like that's what I'm wearing I walk around my house in a sports bra and shorts right but like I, I used there would never be a time where I would get on a call like this with somebody just wearing a sports bra do you know what I mean yeah, like, yeah. and and but and now I do, and it's not a big deal. But like you think back, like bodies were just bodies back then, and they just—they're still a just bodies, just a person, and yes. and there was no stigma around a body being a body and someone seeing it and or like, size or like the or size, size of your body. Look at the fuck. Okay, this shit. We could totally go down this rabbit hole, but this shit with women that has just been over the years, the way that a woman's body has been objectified and forced how into it's supposed to look fucking possible thing. Yeah. It just, oh, I don't get it. Like the statues and the carvings and yes. the, yes. and the painting were, when, when I think so of a big, when I think of a motherly figure, I think of a figure that looks like your and my body type. Yes. Like, I don't think of a supermodel when I think of a mom. No. And like, like, I think of comfort and warmth and softness and like, I don't know. Like, even when I think of a mom, like, like in the movie Hercules, his mom is like the perfect example of a mom. Like the dad is some skinny, you know what? guy, whatever. Cause men, men sought really- out women of that shape. Like it's like biological. I heard this somewhere. I can't remember. We're like, if a male wanted a female and they wanted a female to reproduce, right? Like biologically instinctively okay you want like a soft you want someone that had hips because if you had hips you had space for a kid (laughs) yes they weren't going after the skinny ones because the skinny ones were probably sickly and not dying when they gave birth (laughs) right so like you needed a substantial woman if you wanted to carry on your bloodline right (laughs) I understand that there's probably a million problematic things in that sentence, but biologically, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like biologically, that's what was happening. These people, the men who wanted a fucking heir, who wanted a long children to pass their name down to spread their seed. They weren't looking for a stick figure coat. Like they were looking for a thick ass girl, right? Like bitch with hips so she could carry these kids and not die doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's literally like not real. I really, I really feel like it is. I I hate to say, I really feel like it all started in like the 1920s. Women started wearing little flapper dresses and like you know what I mean? And then it's like the waistline got smaller and it was more fitted and you wanted to like, but I think the the older you get and you look back, you realize how all of that shit is not real. It's someone's not. No, 
someone's idea that for whatever yeah. reason we bought into, right? And yeah. we are sold that, that we are not whole, we are not a woman, we are not a person if we don't look like a Grecian yeah. god cut to yeah. hell. You know, like women- Well, and let's just talk about I I deal with I used to equate being overweight with being unhealthy. Yes. But every year when I go to the doctor, my blood pressure is fine. My cholesterol is fine. I am not pre-diabetic. I don't have, you know, like, but I weigh 240 pounds and I'm 500. I'm, I'm 510. My BMI is morbidly obese. Same. I wear a size 16 jean, but like I can probably run faster than a lot of the really skinny ladies. And I know all of these tiny women who work out every day probably don't have the stamina to lift my 65 year old son around the house. No. All day long. No. Like I I think about it all the time. Like, like size does not equate strength. It doesn't equate health. It doesn't. And it took me a really long time to like realize that. And I follow this TikToker. I'm pretty sure her name is like, my name is Jesslyn. She, I say, used to sell her book. I feel really bad. I'm having a brain fart on her, like her name for sure. But she sells a book called Everybody Yoga. And she is, her whole platform is plus size yoga. And she does all of these crazy moves that the really tiny, thin, like Pilates body type women do. And it's like, it's just empowering because like, here she is, she's healthy. She's mindful, but like, she's a bigger person, but like, people look at her and say things all the time and you should see the comment sections. It's horrid. It's either like people being super positive or people like just tearing her down. But it really took me a long time to, to even like my husband said, like, this is the size of person that I am. Like I have never been small. I will never be small, but I will try to be as healthy as I can. Right. Like even when I, eat healthy foods like I am still a big person like I just am like technically I wrong have me. this little tiny frame right because I'm all of five foot three on a good day right yeah like, right but okay I've had a chest since the seventh grade like a full yes. on d okay like yes. a d yes. in seventh grade right yeah. I had I have I am not like I'm not a twig I'm never going to be a twig even at my smallest weight Okay, the smallest weight I have ever been able to achieve as an adult woman mm-hmm. is 145 pounds. Okay? Yeah. And at 145 pounds, I looked like a fucking bobblehead. Yeah. I looked sickly. Okay. I yeah. did. Well, A, because I was fucking starving myself to get there because yes. that's the only <laughs> way, that's the only okay. way my body is going to achieve a weight under, yeah. probably under 170 pounds. Yeah. Right. So, like, I've fluctuated in my life anywhere between like 170 and just over 200, right? And like, that's kind of where I stay. And at this point in my life, I think I'm like 200. Last time I was weighed was right before my surgery. It was like 208 pounds or something like that. Yeah. I don't feel my best over 200. But before that, I was in between like 180 and 190. I was happy there. Like, yes. I'm happy. Exactly it. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? It doesn't matter to me about the number. It's like, how do I feel? Right. And how do I, how do I I know if I gain 10 pounds more than what I weigh now that I start to feel like crap. I know though that like, but this, this, this is, I feel like this is the weight that I am when I, 
I eat, even if I do my fitness pal, like naturally, and I eat 1800 calories a day, like this is the size that I am. Yeah. And I know like at Christmas, if I eat a bunch of junk shit, whatever, like I fluctuate between 220 and 240. When Tim and I met, I weighed 210 pounds and I was a size 12, 14. Yeah. And part of me in my mind rationalizes all the time. I think like, oh my God, I was so thin before I had kids. And like, yes, but I your really body's not that anymore. No, my, but your but body's not the same. It's not. And my body shape is different. Yes. My hips are wider. Yes. My boobs are bigger. Even yeah. when I lose weight, my hips are still wider. My Aim. boobs are still bigger. Like your body is never, be, never going to go back. There is no, I will never be like, yes, I, I'm 32 years old. I will never be 19 again. No, I will never have. Yes. No. And so I just, my focus now is just, you know, I try to be as healthy as I can. I try to intentionally move, whether that's like standing up after sitting on my computer for six hours and walking a lap around the square or you know what I mean? Like walking the dog to the stop sign and back, like taking her out on the leash versus opening the door. Like I try to make little changes, but no, I do. It just kills me. Well, and it's exhaustive. I I mean, like, it's just exhaustive to me. I am not happy when I'm fucking dieting. I'm just not. And, like, I've lived too much life at this point to do things to intentionally make myself pissed off and and grumpy. And, like, jokes all the time. He says, (laughs) he's like, so I am, like I told you earlier, I'm like walking Murphy's Law. So if it can't go wrong, it does go wrong. I am healthy but I have like big things that go wrong like I had my appendix taken out I've had gallstones I've had Mm -hmm. kidney stones before I've had ovarian cysts removed I've had complicated pregnancies not because of me but just like random complications like the twins had twin to twin transfusion syndrome which is literally like a random genetic anomaly like I have like big bad things go wrong for as healthy as I am and so my husband jokes all the time he's like you should just smoke cigarettes and eat hot dogs and drink (laughs) soda and say fuck it all and live until you're 100 and be healthy he's like maybe you intentionally trying to be healthy is what (laughs) makes the bad things happen and I'm like you know what like fuck it like maybe I do just need to you know not like overindulge and binge eat and you yeah, know but, but like, like stop worrying so much about it yes yeah like, let go a little yeah honestly I feel my best when I'm not like I don't know about you but like when I'm so overly conscious about what I'm eating that's when my cravings are the worst like oh I, and I have the decision paralysis and yeah then and then it's like you the can't think about what you I'm want so, I'm and then so you're at the drive through anyway yes so because yes. you burn the fuck out from too many decisions. So it's like, yes, I feel like overall, the older I have gotten, the more I understand who I am, how I operate, the more I'm just finding this nice homeostasis, right? Yes. Like, we're just yes. Like, yes. homeostasis. Like, I don't care if I get bigger, if I get smaller, like that's what the store is for. I'll go buy more clothes. Like, right. I just want to feel like me. Right. Whatever that means. If me today wants a goddamn oatmeal cream pie and a Casey soda, then that's what she's going to eat. But you know what I had for breakfast today? What'd you have? (laughs) I had at the shop, we have these chocolate covered cake bombs. And I went to the shop to get my mic for the interview this morning and I brought home a cake bomb. Hey, yesterday I was super healthy and had three eggs and whole wheat toast with spinach. Right. Right. Like (laughs) this morning, 
we bought um the blend jets. Have you seen the oh, like advertised yes, little personal blenders? For all smoothies? those things are fucking bomb. Okay, like really fucking bomb. I, I have use my big smoothies every day. Right. I okay, use my so big blender. I have a Vitamix, right? Like I splurged yeah. a few years ago. That's what we have. Vitamix, I have a Vitamix okay? too, and it took a shit. Okay, it burnt out finally. Like after three, four years, it finally burnt out. They're like four hundred bucks. <laughs> I know. Well, it burnt out because I was making smoothie bowls, so I was doing everything thicker, thicker. This, and I yeah. think I tore the motor up. So like yeah. it was probably my fault. But we got these. I'm like, we'll just try them. They say they're really fucking good. Yeah. In the world, right? All right. Well, they work. Okay, they they're great. Yeah. So I wanted to use it this morning. So I made myself a smoothie. But like yesterday, I had a fucking bagel. And the day before that, all I had to eat all day was two McChickens. So like it, it just oh yeah, it ebbs and flows, right? Like it ebbs. That and goes flows with ADHD so. though, because yes. I will forget food is a fucking or... problem in our house. It's just a problem it, for yes, me. Period. Yes, yes. I will like I will be so gung ho on grocery planning day. I will plan out meals. I will plan out everything. And then the day comes, and I'm like, I don't want to fucking cook. Yes, I want to cook. And then I start meal planning has meals, and then I'm like, worked for me, ever, never, yes. ever worked for me. Like, I can't do it. Food is is a clusterfuck for us. I feel like the only way I feel good about food and, like, decision fatigue when it comes to food is if we eat, if I eat literally the same breakfast and lunch all week long. Yeah. Like, if I buy the same thing and I just know for lunch that I'm having chicken and rice and steamed veggies and I make, like, three days worth at a time, like, that is the only way that I feel like I remember to eat on time. Yeah. Because if not, I get so busy or I get sucked into a TV show or I get whatever. And then all of a sudden it's three o'clock and I'm like, fuck, it's too late for lunch. Now I have to wait for dinner. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. like, then you're just spiral. Yes, I get it. Yeah. It's, food's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Oh like I, there's this account I follow on Instagram. It's just called the ADHD nutritionist. And like, <gasps> oh, I have to look. really want to get her on the show like desperately because I'm like, I want to be like, fix me, please. Like, fix me. What do I do? Like, fix me, please. And she's very, like, very, I don't know how to explain it. You know how most nutritionists are very preachy, right? Like, you got to do this, you got to do that. She's like, look, this is how our brains work, man. If if you have not eaten because you're hyper-focused on what you did that day or whatever, or like, if you had a meal planned and now all of a sudden you don't want that meal, but you don't want to, like you're worried about going to the drive-through because yes. you shouldn't eat that, right? Like you shouldn't. Yes. I, I shouldn't eat it. She's like, go to the drive-through. Like just feed yourself, please, because yes. you can't function if you're not fed. Like she's more about stay fed instead of what are you eating, right? And yes. then she does work in like, okay, if now that we're we're working on like being consistently fed, how yes. do we make? Like what, you want to make shifts? Like if if you want yes. to make shifts do that she understands that there's a thing called safe foods where like some people can only eat a few things because the those things are predictable and if they find something unpredictable, oh my god yes like, my kids are like this it. strawberries they only like strawberries when they're in season i cannot buy strawberries in the winter because they're yeah. hard and they're yeah. not red and they're not juicy and they're yeah. gross yeah and we're like that too this all the time like we're like that too and when we go through phases where like the kids only want apples and that's all they'll eat oh, yeah. And then I'll buy a bag of apples and they're like, I don't want apples anymore. And they legitimately like, well, couldn't, cannot bring themselves to eat the apple. Yes. Then yes. I have to we figure out and with all these bananas. apples. With bananas too. Yes. Some weeks are banana weeks and some weeks they rot on the counter. <laughs> yes. Yes. And some weeks you have this 
grand idea that like, oh, I'll put these rotten bananas in the freezer and I'll make banana bread and then you'll forget about them for the next 10 years. And then you'll be like, why are rotten bananas in my freezer? (laughs) I have a bag of frozen tomatoes in my freezer because I was like, oh, I'm just going to freeze them at the end of fall and I'm going to make salsa or sauce out of them. And they've been in there for six months now. Like I just need to throw them away. Right. Exactly. I'm never going to use them. Like, but then I don't know if your mind is like, I have a hard time letting things go sometimes. And I don't know if it's ADHD. I don't know if it's because I grew up lower income and we've lived through being like super low income, like (laughs) trauma. I will feel like I I need to hold on to things. And my husband will get mad and want to throw them away. And I'm like, you can't throw that away. What if we need that? Or I'm going to use that. Or I had plans to use that, even though I've had those plans for 18 months and I've never used it. Yeah. So they call that like, it, there's a theory called doom boxes where it's like, yes, like I'm not a hoarder and yes. I don't feel like I'm a hoarder. Yes. But you have your things. Right. And like, like my husband has doom boxes and yes. he has, oh, girl, like, I have a legit doom box with life straws and 100 hour candles in it yeah. and emergency blankets. Like yeah. I legit have doom boxes, but like, but these but are, then like, I have like fresh doom boxes. Yes. Too. <laughs> yes, exactly. They're like for like ordinary things that like, don't make any sense to like keep, yes. but you keep them anyway, because like, what if you need it? Right. Yes. Doom yes. Box. yes. Yes. Like I have doom baskets and he has doom like full on Rubbermaid bins. That's me. I have the Rubbermaid bins. Like all these (laughs) movies, like he's a a collector of things too. So like he has these collections of things, movies and, and, and like science fiction, fiction shit. Like we have a whole shelf I'm staring at right now. That's literally all alien, like all aliens, everything like a predator and some books and like there's toys in my room. Right. Cause like, yeah, the shit. So Like, and then I have my shelf that's covered in witch stuff where there's like and crystals and a cauldron and a crown and like all sorts of shit. Right. But like, I don't know. We're just, it's a thing, right? It's a thing with food. I have, I have a doom deep freeze actually. Oh my God. I have doom food. I have doom books. Yes. I have doom camping supplies. Yes. Yeah. So (laughs) like never gone camping, Nikki, we've never gone camping, but I own, I own seven sleeping bags, seven folding chairs, a 12 person tent. I own skewers. I own camping plates and like, well, why do I have all this stuff? Oh my God. That's funny. We've never gone camping in our entire marriage together, but we always talk about like, what if we do? What if we go here? So we ended up buying it. And like, why are we holding on to this? Because I don't know that we're ever going to be fucking camping people. <laughs> but then we're like, what if there's an emergency and we need to use them? Like, what if the world ends and we need to whatever? Like, yeah. I mean, I have these things. I get it. I'm the type of person, like you say, like Murphy's Law. Like, I'm the type of person where once I get rid of it, oh, I need you have it. to rebuy it. Yeah. And then I'm like, shit, I needed that. So I don't yes. know if I'm just getting rid of the wrong things. No, we go through this all the time. (laughs) My husband said, we need to clean up the garage because we have a two-car garage and he wants to make room for one car, which there is right now. But most of the shelves are like doom boxes. They're like the camping supplies, the paint supplies, the tools, the like life straws, 100-hour candles, like all those things. And I'm always like, he wants to just throw it all away. But I'm so worried he's going to throw away the wrong things that I will not let him clean it out without me. And then it spirals and we fight about it because he's like, I just want to throw the shit away. And part of me wants him to throw the shit away too. Yeah. But because the clutter gives me anxiety, but I don't want him to throw it away because then I'm going to have to end up rebuying it. Yes. Or buy it again. Yes. If he throws away the wrong thing and no, we do. And it's not like we're hoarders. Our house is very no. like, 
Right. But we do have like shit. We just keep that weird just, shit. Yeah, we just keep we weird just, shit. We just have shit. And we just like shuffle the piles of shit around the house and around the, you know, garage. And it's like, oh God, eventually yeah. I just. And then part of me is like, it would be so empowering to just throw everything away and live in like, I don't know if it's, I don't know if you do this, but do you follow any of the like minimalist accounts? Yes. Okay, or, like, girl. Yes. Like I did a whole thing when I was a stay at home mom where we were minimalist. We had like four cups and like three spoons yes. and like, you know yes. I mean? like we had yes. nothing extra, nothing. Yeah. And life was kind of great, but also <laughs> Like it wasn't at the same time. I go through spurts of it. I go through spurts where we get rid of all of it. And then I don't know, like psychologically, if I'm a squirrel, but I feel like I need to like squirrel it away, like just in case. And then part of me gets overwhelmed with it. And I'm like, it's got to fucking go. And then I sell it and I get rid of it and I pare it down. And then all of a sudden, like this shit just creeps back in. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh my god why why are we drowning in things like why do my kids have these toys shoved under their bed that they don't play with like I'm gonna throw them away or donate them like why do I have 17 sweaters folded in the top of my closet when I wear the same two right well because when I get rid of all of them but the two that I like to wear I feel like I need more right like why do I need more I don't use the more I'm not happy with the more (laughs) like no dude we go through cycles of this where like we have a year where it's like everything's clean and we have routines and we stay on top of it and then things come in and things and it's come just in one and- one all it takes is one unorthodox day that's yes it. like and one then you spiral strange occurrence one unorthodox thing that takes you off your routine and then you're just off of it for the next 10 years and you're like oh yeah probably figure my life back out at some point like and then you like just that. never do <laughs> yes I feel like it's like that with food too though like yes. I will do such a great job eating I will be on it I will be on it six months oh my god it's Christmas oh fuck I ate that oh yep. my god now I'm gonna have this oh my god Doritos sound good oh my god yeah. spray cheese is a thing <laughs> I'm gonna buy spray cheese and then all but of a you sudden know what, like, though? that's where I think like we were talking earlier like how you need the bigger picture to stay focused on stuff yeah like I feel like if we applied that to the shit we're so neurotic about like food like things like okay so for three months you did really well with your diet right you did so great you were doing good things well then you were like okay well now I really can't focus on that something happened so now you're eating like more fast food or whatever well you'll eventually get out of that right it'll eventually stop you'll flip back to something else so right grand scheme of a year right or even break it down like this week how many vegetables did you eat this week? How many, whatever, like, do you know well, what I mean? Today's Monday. So yesterday I had like five pieces of broccoli on right. my veggie tray and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so like, but you, it was super like, full Sunday. At it, if you looked at your nutrition, right? Yeah. In the grand scheme of a week, you probably did fine. I know, gonna- you know, and I don't ever break it down like that. I think of it day by day and I think yeah. like, oh my God, I fucked up today. So it doesn't really matter if I fuck up tomorrow like right whatever but like you're right if I take it and I break it down into a month 75% of the time I did great yeah so like 25% of the time I decided to go to Dairy Queen and get a chicken strip basket exactly like- <laughs> you know what though I call those like mental health choices too because like yes. sometimes my drive-through choice is like if I don't do this nobody eats today yeah because I yeah. can't bring myself to function yes. 
enough to feed my family. So I'm delegating that task to somebody else. So are you ready for a real honest truth? Last year, we probably spent $10,000 on Grubhub. I don't don't blame you. I had a really hard year with my, so like last year was the first year where people weren't really getting like stimulus checks. My business took like a small hit, right? Not that I'm doing terrible, but like, I want to say I dropped like 30% in sales. Like I had a panic mm-hmm. attack, like, fuck, if it keeps doing this, I'm going to go out of business. So like we ate out a lot. Like we, yeah. that was one decision that I took off my plate. But when I look back at it, I'm like, Honestly, number one, how the fuck did we spend ten thousand yeah. dollars on Grubhub and still function as a family and pay right. our bills? Right. Two, like we survived, like whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, it is sometimes it's a survival thing. Like, yeah. it's like we didn't go buy new clothes, we didn't go on a big vacation. Like, we literally ate our extra money because yeah. it was a mental health choice. Like, right. that's. It was that or or everybody starved because like, yes, like we had, we paid the extra 30 bucks for someone to drop pizza off on our front porch or whatever, or Instacart groceries. Like we paid the extra $70 to tip the person to sit the groceries on the front porch because if not, I wasn't going to go to the grocery store because I was so burnt out. I wanted to sit on the couch and doom scroll social media or fall down some conspiracy theory black hole. God, I know. Don't even get me started. Did you read about, did you hear about the UFO in uh, Alaska this week? No. Oh, no. I'll send, I'll have to send you a video. But no, like, that's where I like, I get sucked down. And then I just like, don't want to do anything. I don't want to clean up the house. I don't want to take care of the kids. It's like, I, I will do 100%. I will hyper focus and do 100% of like my marriage duties, cleaning the house, taking care of the kids, eating the things. And then I literally will just like fall off the cliff. I'll just like hit the ground. And then I'm laying in my exploded pile of body parts at the bottom of the cliff. Like somebody order dinner tonight. (laughs) But that's why I feel like, like panning back out to that bigger picture. It's like, we have to, like, if we just did, if we somehow figured out how to like hyper-focus and then rest and then hyper-focus and then rest in a smaller, like day by day thing, we wouldn't get to those points where it's like, I've rage cleaned my entire house. I've done like all the laundry I haven't done in three weeks. I haven't, until you feel physically ill until you feel like, so <laughs> sick, you can't function. And then you're burnt out yes. for the next two weeks because you, you so over-functioned. Yes. To make up for all the time. Yes. Like that's where yes. that stuff's important to think about. Like, okay, yes. I know I have to do this task today. How can I do it just enough to get it done? But I'm not killing myself. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, to where it's yes. not going to cost I me do. this much time in rest later I because I did it, you know? So this is where, so this year, so it's what, the sixth or seventh week of 2023 And I made a, a, not a resolution, but like a deal with myself that I was not going to spend all day on social media because as a person, we spend a lot of time on as a business owner. And in my occupation, I spend a fuck ton of time on social media. So not only am I like doing everyone's normal scrolling, like I'm doing double scrolling because I'm like scrolling for personal reason and I'm scrolling for business reason and commenting back. So I decided this year, like, even though the algorithm or whatever is going to lower my views and lower my whatever that I am going to take every Sunday and schedule a week's worth of post. Yeah. 
because that takes it off my plate that I'm not like, oh, fuck, it's Tuesday. It's 10 o'clock. I haven't posted yet. Like, oh, my God, I need to get on and post. And like, what am I going to post later? And oh, my God, now I have to find a picture of something. And like, so I have like I do I've started to like I do meal planning and grocery shopping on Monday afternoons. Like Sunday, I do my blog posts for the week for the shop. I do, you know, like all of my social media posts, like that works for me. Then I don't have to worry about that all week long. Right. I Like if I forget, if I'm at the store, if I'm hyper-focusing on a task at work, I'm not like, shit, I haven't done anything. Like, so I feel like I hate to say like outsourcing and automating my life has made it a whole lot easier for me to function with ADHD, like personally at home and at work, like even ordering my groceries on Instacart. Like, yes, it costs me 60 extra dollars to do it, but it doesn't take four hours of my day when I have decision paralysis, like trying to figure out what to get at the store like I have the same list in the app tax it's the tax it's the tax you pay when you have this brain like you have to figure out what is necessary to be done by you and what you delegate and knowing that because you have this brain and sometimes it doesn't allow you to do what normal people do 90% of the time, it doesn't allow you to do that. (laughs) You are going to have extra costs associated with that for your life. If you want to not be burnt out 24 seven. And like I told my husband, like we, we were doing the Instacart thing for a while. Every time he leaves to go do something, whether it's a weekend or it's weeks long or whatever, we have Instacart plus just for that. Like, yeah, I will Instacart groceries. I will target pickup everything oh yeah like oh yeah any any excuse to not have to take myself or my kids to the store like I will do it because that's one less thing I have to worry or we're at the fucking drive-thru drill weekends that's what I said said earlier if if they don't have an online ordering option or like an online pickup I find myself not doing it like I find myself picking restaurants like you can order online at Olive Garden sure I'll do a pickup order at Olive Garden I don't even have to talk to a human I pull up in their spot and someone walks it out right like if I have to call Eurostop and say hi can I place a pickup order I'll be there well like I'm not gonna do it I don't have time like I have so many other things going on I call it my tornado brain yes I have so many other things going on in there that I don't have time to sit on the phone and do that with you yeah and, and when like, I was a stay-at-home mom, it was different. Like I, especially once the kids went to school, like I yes. had my fucking day planned out. Okay. Yeah. That I can go. I'll stop and get a coffee. I'll take my yes. coffee. It will give me enough dopamine to get into the store, to get the groceries, yep. get out the store, yep. go home, put them away. Yep. Like then I'll have to do yep. something else to give me enough dopamine to prep the veggies or wash the shit. Yes. I gotta do. Like I had time built into my yep. day to do that. I'm a full-time working mom now. I do not yeah. have that time. So well, I that's have a full-time 40-hour-a-week job that I do, plus I run a podcast, plus yeah. I'm still a wife, plus I'm still a mom. Like, I am still a person. Like, I'm still a yeah. human that needs her own things, right? Yeah. And I'm a friend and everything else. So, like, I have to figure out what can I afford to not do. Yes. Let somebody yeah. else do it and be okay with that. And I used to feel guilty stupid. about outsourcing. Yeah, same. But like sometimes yeah. I do too. It's like I, oh my god, I just spent sixty fucking dollars, like you said, extra 
because I didn't want to get in the car and drive to the store. And yes, or you store. spend $60 in the drive-thru because drive you didn't want to cook a meal that would have cost $14 to cook at home. Exactly. Well, exactly. I would say that uh, another thing that I've started doing in my house is like, we have chickens, we have dogs, we have cats. I bought those big ass automatic feeders where yeah. you pour like the whole bag of food into it and it lasts a week. Like, yeah, I feed my chickens once a week. I yeah. feed my dog once a week. Like I feed the cat once a week. Like, yeah, it just is easier for me than every day being like, oh, my God, I got to feed all these animals. I got to feed all the humans. I got to do all the things like. Right. And we were talking earlier about the laundry hampers at the end of the bed. Like I spend Mondays folding the laundry mm-hmm. like I will do a load or two during each day. But like sometimes the clothes are wrinkly. Yes. Do I care? No. Does my husband care? No. Do my kids care? No. But it's like, I'm sure I get the side eye when my kids wear wrinkly clothes, but like folding the clothes one day a week is what works for me mentally. Like I used to, when I didn't have my store and I didn't work, I mean, I probably work 60 hours a week. And when I didn't have that, I had time to fold the clothes and put them away every day. Right. Because that's all I did. All I did was stay home and do tours. Like tours at home was my job. Yes. But now I own a business. I work 60 hours a week, whether it's in the store or at home on my computer. And I am also a full-time stay-at-home mom. Right. I get them on the bus before school. I'm getting them off the bus after school. When they don't have school, I'm home with them. I'm home summer breaks. I'm home winter breaks. Like I am literally working two full-time jobs, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Right. And then I have ADHD and executive functioning disorder yes. and, you know, decision fatigue on top of it. So I am, I'm just chronically trying to decide like, what will make my life easier? Like, will having only 10 towels that I have to wash 10 times a week make my life easier? Or will having 40 fucking towels that can sit in a hamper at the end of my bed so that everyone has a towel to still use when I'm not washing them work for me. Yeah. And that, that is when minimalism <laughs> died in our house. Like minimalism yeah. died in our house so fast when I realized that Did you have to do it so often. Of, yes. Is not, yes. not functional for me. And no. like, especially when I went back to work, Oh my God. No, like then if you don't wash your dishes, you don't have dishes for dinner that's the next day. Right. Exactly. And yes. like sometimes they're just not fucking getting washed. Okay. They're just not. Yes. And like my kid has to have a cup in the morning to go to school with. So like I have yep. to have clean cups. So instead of having yep. one cup per kid, we have two or three or four cups per kid. Yeah. You no, know, like well, and I will say my business is based on like eco-friendly and all natural and organic. And there are I, I always I always tell everyone like people always judge me. Like they think that I'm like radical, no vaccines, no medicine for my kids. But like, we do that. We just do it in a different way. Like we do delayed and people are like, Oh my God, you're all eco-friendly. Like sometimes I buy paper plates. Yeah. And like, sometimes I don't buy the bamboo toothbrush. I have to buy the cheap toothbrush at the dollar store checkout because that's when I remember to buy the toothbrush. Mm -hmm. Like, even though I sell them in my damn store, right. Sometimes I forget. And like, it's just convenient for me to just like grab it on the way to checkout. Like, and so I always like, I feel like life is 80, 20. Yes. I feel like, like, and I, I think that you really did put it in perspective when you were talking about like the food thing. Like, I feel like I hyper-focus on day to day. And if I thought about it in the scheme of a week, like I am still doing 80, 20, like I am still doing the right thing most of the time, but sometimes you just have to be like, fuck it. Yeah. And you know what though? <laughs> like, Like you take it back. Like if you think about everything for like, especially us, right? ADHD, neurodivergent community, right? We 
we if you take it back to like fed is best when you have this breastfeeding debacle right with the moms where it's like oh, oh my god i felt so guilty when i had to supplement with the twins yes and it's like I breastfed okay. ethan exclusively like right. it was thing. but and then it's like okay but are they fed are yeah. they sheltered do yeah. they have clothing do yeah. they have access to a toilet do they have things to entertain them do they have parents who give a shit about them yes then you're you're doing it fine like you're i know fine. Right? everybody's fine you know we're all like, yeah. it's fine like but you have to like take the fucking expectation bar and drop it so low because yeah. if you don't you're just in this cycle of disappointment all the time oh yeah and yeah. it's not just... helping anything it's not helping yeah. anything Girl, your fucking life, man, is so jam-packed of things. Like, <laughs> so jam-packed. It is. You have so many roles that you are responsible yeah. for playing. And, yeah. and your children, like, yes, I have neurodivergent kids. That comes with its own set of challenges. But you have physically disabled children and neurodivergent children and all of these different little personalities in your home because mm -hmm. there are more of them you know like yeah there's five out, of them <laughs> y'all are outnumbered we're not we're a one-to-one -one yeah. thing here right yeah. like but it's your life doesn't look like mine yeah so you're gonna have to do shit differently than i'm yeah. doing it it doesn't right. make it wrong it doesn't make it whatever but like if right. my expectation bar is low with the minimal things we deal with in the scheme <laughs> of life, your expectation bar should be underground. Like it's just I just want underground. to make sure everyone is breathing at the end of the day. That's yes. pretty much it. If everyone's alive, you win. You've oh. won today. Like you did it. You're good. Yes. <laughs> like, right. like we are so hard on ourselves. And I know a lot of it is is that shit we were brought up to believe about ourselves. You, you know, know, like I I feel like I'm also hard on myself, not with just my family, but with like my business. I feel like they're this, like just popped in my head. I feel like there's this expectation that like, I need to franchise or I need to be doing this or I need to be doing that. Or I need to be like striving to be in target. And like, I need to all of this, which like, yeah, that would all be great. But I mean, honestly, I think I would be happy just having a small shop in Auburn, Illinois, you know, making $350,000 a year to pay my bills for the yeah. shop and paying myself a little chunk of it like yeah you know what I mean like I I just I don't know the more I think about it like the more I'm like I think this would just be okay yeah like I want to be able to have time to garden and spend time with my family and like I don't want to lose sight of you know what really matters and honestly as we get older and I don't know if this is true with you but I feel like I feel like I'm chronically seeing obituaries on my time feed like on Facebook and Instagram, I'm chronically, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly seeing like classmates, friends, parents, um, friends, children's is terrible. Yeah. You know, children as terrible as that is like, I'm chronically seeing people dying and it just makes me think like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Like Tim, the other day we were talking and he was like, yeah, I want us to save a little bit more money, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, but I also want our children to live before they die. Right. Like, and I also want to live before I die. Like, I Same. feel like there, I feel like there's just so much pressure to be perfect and get all the things done and, you know, like have all the things and do all of the, you know, experiences. And it's like, sometimes I just want to experience eating waffles on a Sunday morning with the TV off with my kids. Yeah. 
Like, and that be a big thing for my week. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? For real. Like, I I totally, I totally resonate with that. Like, the older I get, the more I realize that luxury actually is the simple things. Like, yes, it's the slow life. It's the, the, the relaxation. It's the presence. Like, that is luxury when you could be so content with your life and so content with the world that you created do you know what I mean like that I have a a Pinterest yes I have a Pinterest board that has 20,000 pins on it if you're gonna get all (laughs) 20,000 and it's called I I crave a simple life yeah and it's literally just like aesthetic pictures of drinking your coffee with your knitted blanket and like a picture of the window open and like a picture of a duck on a pond like you know a picture of your kids sitting on a blanket in the park like I just want to be able to have the little moments and not but it's so hard because I feel like society is it just moves so fast now yeah like everything that's where it comes back to that presence and intentionality like you're like okay well society is telling you that as a business owner you should constantly be looking for the next thing. You should constantly be scaling, yes. right? You always want to be scaling, yes. scaling, scaling, right? Like yes. for me, as a podcaster, you always have to be checking your numbers, checking your downloads, yeah. like Instagram. Oh, Instagram I'm, I, like, I live by the analytics. Yeah, analytics, right? <laughs> like analytics. Yeah. And, and in the grand scheme of things, if you looked at my numbers right now, it doesn't look like I'm succeeding, right? Like it looks like I'm failing. Yeah. I don't have... Um, sponsors. I don't have subscriptions. I don't have a constant revenue stream. I'm not diversified. I don't have big names on the mm-hmm. show yet. Like, but I'm also of the understanding that like my shit is very different. I'm not talking about fitness. I'm not talking about, I don't have a niche, right? There's no right. Way to fit in. Right. Therefore it's yeah. like going to take me longer to scale, but I am yeah. I'm just fucking content with the fact that I've stuck with this for two years and you're doing it and I'm doing it and I've stayed consistent as possible (laughs) and And it's making you happy and it's bringing you joy what I wanted this to be right like yeah I'm not going to change the fact that I swear on this show just to get a sponsor it's not gonna happen we were just I was just talking about this I'm like I don't want to have to go I don't want to have to cut corners and I don't want to have to use products and ingredients that don't ethically resonate with me. And I don't want to have to stop talking about my kids on my business story. And I don't want to stop posting pictures of my dinner and like talking to my customers about their personal life. Like that is what this is to me. It's more than just, yeah, like Bewitching Botanicals is a great brand. It's a, it's a fantastic product. Like I use all organic ingredients. Like it's, it's ethically sustainable. It's all these great things, but it's also me. Yeah. And like, I don't want to lose me like that. And and that's the shit that has longevity though. That has longevity. But when I, when I first started, I had so many business people say, you need to take your face out of the brand. You, the, the, that brands that have faces and personal, like personal touches to it. Don't, like you said, they don't scale. They don't get as big. They don't, whatever. Like you don't see Bert from Bert's bees talking about his dinner on the Bert's bees page. You know what I mean? It's like, it's pictures of the product. And I'm like, but why do I have to do things the way that everyone else did things like this is what feels right for me. And this is what feels true for me. Like, 
I want to be able to share that I'm on my period and this is what I use. And this is the roller that I use. And like, like Tampax is not going to, the CEO is not going to hop on there and be like, today I'm on my period and I'm using a super plus tampon. And I like the sport version. Like they're not going to do that. But okay. But what if they did though? Like, I feel like I, I would enjoy that more with that. Yes. Than just you trying to <laughs> yes. the pro- do you know what I mean? Like, I, that's what yes. I mean about longevity. Like that is the stuff that will last 30, 40, 50 years. Yes. Yep. And it yep. may be like I enjoy to grow, seeing, but it's going to yes. be like, bigger. I enjoy seeing all of the size models, like on adore me. I enjoy seeing like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's the shit that is, has longevity. It's not going to be fast fame. It's not going to be, cause like, let's be yeah. real. I'm talking about difficult shit on this show, right? Like we're not, I'm not yeah. giving you a highlight reel. There's nothing fancy to look at here. It is right. my life. It's real shit that's happening. I want to talk to real people right. about their real lives. Like when we first started, you're like, yeah. well, I don't want this to be an entire plug for the business. I didn't either. Like I wanted, (laughs) not that I didn't want you to plug your business. I absolutely do because your business is fucking amazing, and I love, I love the shop, and I think it's great. But I love to see the face behind the store, like behind the store. Like, what's the story here? What is, what is the person behind this business? What is their life like? What do they think about? What do they do? Like, do you know what I mean? I'm interested in that (laughs) shit. I'm interested in that shit. Like, how did the business come about? Because you know what. This is something that's homegrown for you. You you created yep. this because you needed something that wasn't there. And same yep. thing with me. I created this podcast because I needed something that I wasn't finding. And that yep. is something that is not going to blow up quickly. It's just not. Like you right. have to put right. time and energy and love and, yeah. and continue to believe in yourself when nobody else does. And and then at That's some true. point, <laughs> something, some, something will happen at some point in those years. Of it'll click at some point. It'll click and someone will find right. it that is meant to find it that will help you expand and touch the people you're supposed to touch. And, and all you of are that. So it's has. a conversation the other day. I said, I feel like I'm one influencer away from breaking a million dollars. Like, yes. I just need that one person that has a million followers to try a product and post yes. about it. And then. Yeah. Like you just need that one person that goes across Spotify and says, Oh my God, I found this. Like here, everyone, you know, it's it yes. is crazy. One show crazy that, has how- a, that has a follower, like one show that has a following of a million, they're getting a million downloads on every episode. Yes. So give me the time of yeah. day and come on my show and say, you know what? I found this yeah. show and she's really good. And that's it. That's all it takes is one person. But that is yeah. why I'm so fucking passionate about like trying to give everyone around me an opportunity to have something to say, to have a platform. I, yeah. I have businesses of all sizes that come in and do pop-ups and put products in the shop. And I feel, I feel the same way. Like it just takes one person to be like, I'm going to listen to you. I'll give it a shot. I mean, and I'll be honest, if it doesn't work in the store, if it doesn't work for me, it doesn't work. Like, right. But, and I mean, I've had to have some tough conversations with people, you know, people who other people love, but it didn't work well for me or with my customer base. And we've had to, you know, ask them to leave. Like, yeah. But I mean, I still I try to give everyone a shot. If we, if everyone was like that, right? Like if everyone was able the to- The world would be a different place. It would be, right? <laughs> like it would be, it just would. It's not real, but it would be. Like yeah. I, 
I feel like there's enough for everybody, right? Like I don't, I am not of the mindset that this is mine and it's only mine. And if I don't protect it and it, then if I share it with somebody else, who's also successful, then they're going to take mine for me. No, like yeah. if I'm eating, you're eating. I like to share with people and I like to collaborate with people. My problem is, and I, this might just need be have like me, it might be a me issue, but like, it just kills me when other businesses and people like take my ideas. Oh yeah. And then like, I don't know how to describe it. So like, let's say that I come up with like a unique workshop or a unique product for the store. Like no one else is doing it in central Illinois. And then all of a sudden it's like, a week later, someone else announces they're doing it. And a week later, someone else announces they're doing it. And a week later, someone else announces they're doing it. It's yeah. like, I like to share with people and I like to collaborate with people, but I don't like feeling that I'm on all fours and someone is standing on my back to get a boost up. Right. Like I like it to be like a, an exchange of energy versus just a taking of energy. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that maybe makes you a bigger person than me, but like that still does piss me off. I mean, I would be pissed if someone tomorrow started a show just like mine and like was very, you know, like, like, let's talk about your truth instead of tell me the truth. Like, I'm like, listen, Linda, like, could you have at least run it past me first? You know, like like will literally make the exact same product and like same packaging, same everything and just put their name on it. And I'm like, it just pisses me off because like I've had years of training. I've had years of experience. Like I'm properly insured. I am uh, like licensed to do this. And these people just come in and like, oh, she's making money doing this. I'm going to do it. And it's like, I get there's room for everyone at the top, but like, maybe it's insecurity for me, but it just, I know they say imitation is flattery, but I would rather fail being no, that's original stealing, than though. die. That's not imitating. That's straight up like stealing. Like you're stealing at that point. That's yes. not okay. But like, you're right. There's you're a line. Right. There's a line I don't cross. Like, for example, <laughs> I okay. listened to a podcast called the witch bitch amateur hour. Okay. And I, okay. okay love it those girls are fucking hilarious okay they're so funny yeah well every once in a while they'll do a show they'll open a show with a mad lib and the first time i heard them do it i was like holy shit that reminds me that they're even a thing right and we used to do them all the time in our friend group in high school oh yeah like we hang out i said the book yeah, make them as gross as possible because like that's what you did right yeah inappropriate as possible right and i was like oh my god I have to do this with yes. Amanda because Amanda was the one that I yeah. was with in high school. But the first right. time I did it on the show, I 100% was like, okay, I stole this from another show. This reminded yes. me. I wanted See, to know. That's different. I was going to say, I've had businesses who will like credit me when they steal yeah. my stuff. It's the ones who will literally copy and paste like my original quotes or like my from my brain like my cathartic self-therapy quotes and copy it and share them as their own and it's like no I always make sure to put like a little camera with who made the picture like a little whatever with who said the quote like it just but see but you acknowledged and you said like I took it from yeah whatever bitch hour whatever you know what I mean because my own anxiety would have been like oh my god they're gonna hear it at some even if they probably never will listen to my show right like probably not but like (laughs) if they hear it yeah you know like and then it took like I found one their their podcast community is a long story but they're called beans and the group oh I love it called the bean can and so 
I was flipping yeah. through my nineties Mad Lib and I found a, a Mad Lib called Precious Bean. And it's about bean babies. And I was like, oh shit. So I yeah. took a picture of it. I posted it to the Facebook group for the show. And everyone was like, yeah. oh my God, you need to send this to them. So they'll do it on the show. And then the host yeah. commented on the post and was like, hey, message them to me. And so I did. Yeah. And it was like, by the way. And then I fucking told on myself to the, the host of the show that I stole yeah. it. And like totally doing it during this one segment in my show. And she's yeah. like, oh, I'm like, mad at right. anybody, you know? But like, I can't live with yeah. myself if I stole something from somebody. Yes. That just makes us good people. But like, I would be thinking about it three weeks later while I was cooking dinner yes. that I stole something from someone Yes, or like that. I didn't credit someone or like, yes. what if they hear it? Or what if they see it? Like, I don't know how people do it and live with themselves. Like, I don't I just don't get it. <laughs> they just don't care. I don't think like, there's just no, they're so focused on like trying to use what someone else did to get their own leg up that like they're not yes they're not understanding See, that's, like, that's not gonna last for you like that's not longevity like so I go back to longevity every time like what is gonna fucking last you know yeah yeah so my word of the year last year was shed so my my word was shed and I will say that I definitely called upon the universe to fucking shed a huge ass thick layer of skin because I got rid of Ouch. a ton of people that were like <laughs> signing in this yeah yeah I got rid of a ton of people who were like consigning in the store. I broke business partnerships with people who I was trying to just like people please that didn't like align with my values. I stopped talking to friends. I stopped talking to certain family members that like only brought negativity. Like I started taking like three or four week breaks from talking to family members that are just chronically like it's only them. It's they never ask about you. You know what I mean? Like I just, the whole year was shed. And so I was tired of feeling like I was literally like a leg up for other people. And yeah. like, there was never a leg up for me. You know yeah. what I mean? I felt like I was in all of these one-sided relationships. And I feel like once you start getting like, I'm not to boast, but like the shop started like winning awards. I started winning awards, like, and then everyone came out of the woodwork and like wanted to work with me and they wanted to help with me. And then they would, and they would start to get a, like, not that I was the reason for their success. Obviously their hard work and their dedication to their craft is also a right. contributor, but I would feel like they would advance and then they would never ask me to collaborate with them. Right. Or they would never like, like uh, thanks for the help, but now you're like, on your own. Like, thanks for letting me step on your yes, back ahead of you, but yes, fuck you now. Yeah. yeah. Like I, yes. Like I felt like I was on all fours and people were just like climbing on me to get higher and did all this work and built this shit by your fucking self from the ground yes. up from a place yep. of pure yep. fucking desperation half the time. And you yep. built this fucking yep. business all by yourself with not one goddamn finger of help from any of these people who are now standing on yep. your back, getting ahead on your fucking yep. dive, your hard work. And that's bullshit. It's bullshit. Yep. Yep. And so last year, my word of the year was shed and I just, I let them all go. And I'm still just yesterday or just Sunday yesterday, I packed up like three more businesses worth of products to ship them back to them because I don't even want the confrontation of saying any of this to them. I just want to put their address on it, ship it back and let it go. Yeah. Because this year, my word of the year is ease. So like we talked about automation and like outsourcing and simplifying, not necessarily minimalist, but yeah, simplifying but, yeah. and making things easier is kind of what I'm working on this year. I just, I want my life to be easy. I don't want to feel like I'm being used and like, 
I'm like working hard for other people to advance because what's the fun in that? Like, it doesn't make you feel good as a person. Like, you know what I mean? And you can't get, I keep telling myself, you can't get what you don't ask for. Yeah. So like, I can't, I can't expect like my life to be easy if I don't call that into my life. Like I can't expect to continue letting these people like use me and like make me feel icky if I want to feel good. Yeah. Like this has been a great conversation. I know I just realized it's almost I know. I was just when I was going to be, I was like, she's gonna have to break this up. (laughs) No, it's fine. fine. I mean, we touched on a lot and like I don't a lot of times I don't get to have these really in-depth conversations with people because it's a lot. Right. I'm I'm totally down. Like we the that okay, squirrel moment. Hold on. The reason I said that was because she was telling me that like as far as success goes for podcasts, a lot of times it's the co-hosted shows that will do much better than like a single host show. And if I look at my own like listening history, that's totally true because there's probably only one or conversational. Yeah, exactly. There's probably only one or two podcasts that I listen to that only have one person talking, you know, but my favorite ones are conversational. So like, if well, you're shit, you can just you can just make me co-host we just i'm down like day. i swear to god i'm down like <laughs> whatever i'm totally down for like a more conversational style of a show that's what i wanted this to be to start with right but like it's really hard yeah. for people to come on and talk about their life so it's like, do you know what i mean so no, like girl i'll talk to you about i'll talk to you about poop i actually um I didn't talk about it like when we were doing the thing but i actually am an author as well i co-wrote a parenting book called um you've got this mama too. So it came out three years ago. I think we're like our three year anniversary on publication and the quote that they pulled from the, my passage in the book. So I wrote a whole chapter in the book and it was like, um, moms can always find the, or like, you can always find the glitter in the poop. Like you can always find the light in the dark and the glitter in the poop. I'm like, girl, I can talk about anything. Yeah. I mean, I'm down. And also like, I don't have, like I said, I don't have a lot of friends I have like five people who like me so like it does really seem like (laughs) you and I have a lot to connect on and a lot to talk about and I feel like like obviously we've sat here we've talked for what like three hours now like four yeah yeah, (laughs) so obviously obviously there's some sort of connection here there's some sort of chemistry here we can actually like sustain this as a show if we wanted to but like I know you have a bazillion fucking things on your plate so like I don't want to We'll just add it. To, I'll just, if I can fold my laundry while I do it, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, hell yeah. I'll like and- make sure my mic is charged next time. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we can talk about it and we can just like pick a different topic to okay. talk about every time or whatever. Like just kind of go back and yeah, forth. Yeah, because I was going to say, I feel like all of the things we talked about today, we could talk, I could talk about for hours. Absolutely. Like the, like the political shit and the conspiracy theories and the, the spirituality, like, oh my God, love to have a conversation with you about like the witchy shit and the spirituality and like religion and all of that. Like, cause I don't have a lot of people I can talk about that with either. So you just write down a topic list and just send it to me and then I'll be ready to roll. Okay. (laughs) That's I'm serious. I, I'm good at talking. Okay. I was going to say that's a, uh, I'm pretty sure every report card I ever got growing up said Jessica talks too much. <laughs> My husband, he used to, so he, uh, I was sometimes it offends me, but I totally get where he's coming from. 
anytime we go to a work function, he's always like, can you just not talk as much as you oh normally my God. do? I say that to and Jordan, like, though. Like, that's Jordan. He will literally talk a, the paint off a wall. And I'm like, you've got to yes. stop. Like, I, I, have a, I have a threshold. Yes. Yeah, like, Tim, Tim will be stuff. like, so, like small talk to, makes me want to melt. Yes, Gross. and it used to offend me. And I'm like, I get it. I do talk a lot. Like, I don't want to, and it's, he just doesn't want me to embarrass like him, him in front of, <laughs> I know. Cause not that I don't have a filter, but sometimes I don't have a filter. Yeah, and so I feel like, yeah. Or he'll start talking about geek shit that nobody understands. And I'm like, you got to stop. See, that's nobody Tim. knows that. Like, nobody knows that. Hush. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Tim and like video games and stuff. And I'm like, no. Oh my gosh. Not here. Yeah, this not, not this is not read the room talk. Yeah, read the room. Read the room. Okay. No one else, no one here, no one else here likes this but you. <laughs> you on your own. So yeah, I mean, if you're if you're for real about like doing yeah. more apps, I'm down with it. Like I'm I would love yeah. to have someone to, to bounce shit back and forth off of instead of just me talking into the ether. So <laughs> okay. So let's let's do this so we can eat, because that's important. I have a mad lib that I found while flipping through to find one for my episode with Amanda. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. I have to see if Jess will do this with me because it's <laughs> called a bewitching invitation. And it's you beautiful. Have, it is beautiful. <laughs> and your wonderful shop is called Bewitching Botanicals. And I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. So this wonderful yes. little 90s Mad Libs book is like really connecting with all the folks on the show. So I love it. Right. So, you know, it's, it's magic. Okay. So. Okay, so a bewitching invitation. I need a person in the room. One of okay, us. Okay, so, so Nikki. <laughs> All right, and then I need a verb. Jumps. And then an animal. Chickens. Okay. A noun. Uh, house. Okay. Plural noun. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Hold on. Plural noun. Plural noun. Um, 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 shopping bags. Okay. Uh, number. Seven. Another number. Thirteen. Okay. One more number. Lots of numbers. Sixty-nine. Okay. There we go. Uh vehicle. Uh bus. Okay. Um adjective. Uh horny. Okay. <laughs> I mean that's fine. I mean sixty-nine. It goes together. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's on theme. Article of clothing. Shirt. Okay. Another plural noun. Uh, flowers. Can't write. Okay. Part of the body. Hand. Hand. Okay. Um, animal. Uh, cat. Okay. Silly word. Uh, loop. <laughs> loop. Okay. Love that. Blue. And then occupation. Uh farmer. Farmer. Okay. All right. And then their last one was person in the room, but we already used me, so I put your name in there. Okay, perfect. Okay, are you ready for the bewitching invitation? <laughs> I'm so ready for this. Okay. Ready? All right. I feel like there's gonna be like a touch of bestiality because you asked me for <laughs> and uh, animals. <laughs> oh God! Well, we're gonna figure it out right now. Disclaimer: okay. There may be. <laughs> <laughs> we do not condone any cross mentioned in this 
<laughs> we do not. <laughs> okay. okay, here we go. Okay. Dear Nikki, we are pleased to jumps or to jump. Yeah, pleased to jump you that you have been accepted to the Chicken Warts School of Witchcraft and House. Please find a list of all required books and shopping bags you will need for the term. Classes begin on September 7th. The bus to school leaves from platform 13 and three quarters at eight o'clock in the morning, 69 months from today. (laughs) Do not be horny. Once, (laughs) Once you arrive, the sorting shirt will sort you into one of four flowers. You will then be taken to your dormitory by a nearly handless ghost named Jess, who will give further instructions. Please send your response to this invitation by cat as soon as possible. Sincerely, M. McBloop, Deputy Farmer. Nice. Nice. (laughs) It's so funny that it's so funny that it was about Hogwarts because we just started watching the movies over last night. That's right. You mentioned something about watching. (laughs) Yes. Instead of the. Yes. Tim. He just bought the new video game. And so he has never watched them entirely. I love them and oh, own same. them. Same. And we, we own them. And he, um, he's only like watched them in passing or like if they're on and we change the channel, like, so he started playing this video game. And when he was playing, I was like, oh my God, it's the sorting hat. Oh my God. It's the painting in the Gryffindor yeah. house. And he's like, okay, I have to watch the movies now. So <laughs> We started, we watched half of the first one last night and he texted me this morning and said, I cannot wait to get home so we can watch Harry Potter. I'm like, yes, that's a win. Yes, that is a win. We have converted the husband into a Potter fanatic. I love it. I know. I I called him a Potter head earlier. Yeah. I was going to say, have you gotten on that website and like done like your, like your house and the Patronus and all that stuff? No. Oh my gosh. I think it's called, no. like, it used to be called Pottermore, but it's something else now. I'll send you the link to it, but like you can yes. get sorted. You can learn your, your own pat- Patronus. You can get yes. on like all of it. I like, want to do, so cool. yeah, do it. Cool. I want to do it. So I'm, a, I'm actually a Gryffindor. So, and nice. then I, I imagine I would be a Hufflepuff if I yeah, had to so just guess. I thought <laughs> I was a Hufflepuff, but then when I took the test, it said Gryffindor. So Jordan and nice. Nicholas, Jordan and Nicholas are Hufflepuffs and me and Noah are Gryffindors. Oh, nice. I don't so, know. I might be a Gryffindor, but I feel like, <laughs> I feel like with my interests, I lean a little Hufflepuff. Yeah. So I'll send you that link and then you'll have to let me know what you're. Yes. Exciting. But thank All right. you so much for doing this with me. I, we have been talking for quite Absolutely. some time and we're both starving. So we should probably go feed ourselves. But um, it sounds like we've come up with in our little break time, we've come up with some things and maybe we'll be hearing more from Jess on the show in the future. It sounds (laughs) like so perfect. Having some (laughs) fun with her over the next however many times she's willing to talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) I can never run out of things to talk about. It's impossible. I love that. Me either. All right. Well, thank you. And I will. Thanks for having me. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. That is the conclusion of our chat with Jess. This was so much fun that we are going to do this regularly. That's right. That's the tea that you've all been waiting to hear. We are going to make Jess a regular part of Tell Me Your Truth. 
She was so serious and so was I and we are making this a thing. We already have a list of topics going. We're going to try to record soon and I am, if we haven't already, because this of course is like future Nikki talking right now. Uh, well, it'll be past Nikki by the time you're hearing this. This is going to come out in a couple weeks, but it'll be past Nikki by the time you're hearing this. I can't. Time is irrelevant. Anyway, so yes, Jess is now going to be a regular on the show. I am super excited about that. It has always been, like I said, the intention of this show to be guest heavy. Like I, I want to talk to people, but it has been difficult to get folks on the show. It's not something that a lot of people want to get on and do talk about that nitty gritty shit in their life or just talk about life period. Sometimes people just don't want to talk about shit. And I get it. I used to be her. Um, not everybody is as open with their life as I am. And I get it. But that really is my goal over the next several years. But especially this one is I want the show to be more conversational, more back and forth with people, exchanging ideas, learning about each other. And um, that's not possible with out guests like Jess um, and the other guests we have coming up soon. So stay tuned for next week. As always, all the podcasty shit is in the show notes. All of Jess's stuff is in the show notes. All of my stuff is in the show notes. Go buy my shit. Go follow my shit. Um, what else? Join the fam. Join the Facebook fam. Jess is in there, like I said last week. Um, she is one of our own Facebook fam members. So if you want to go see what's going on with the Facebook fam, go do that. Um, I have been real bad about posting in it, but I'm getting better. So one perk of the fam, okay, you don't know. One perk of being in the fam is you guys know about everything before every, anyone else does. Like, I don't post some of this shit on Instagram, my Facebook page that's public. Like, yes, you just heard my, my shit go off because not professional. But the fam knows about everything first. You guys get sneak peeks of the episodes before they air. Um, they knew about this two weeks ago before it aired that Jess was now going to be a regular on the show um they will always have the tea before anyone else does so if you want the insider information on the show and about what's going on and you want to be first in the fucking loop you got to get in the fam okay I really want to grow the fam I want to get this community built up this community I didn't have when I started the show the reason I started the show was to find my people so if you want to be part of my people Go get in Facebook. Okay, that's enough babbling. It's been a long ass episode. So I'm gonna let y'all go and I will see you then. Okay, love you, bye. Daddy, 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 daddy.